Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Commercial break was going over some stuff. You know, every show says this, but like, what you really want to do is put sometimes those commercial breaks on TV <laughs> or on the radio. Oh, why? Well, we can. Yeah, that's right. That's the best part about doing radio. Yeah. Well, we do TV too. Well, both. <laughs> Can't hide this good-looking face. Max Kellerman, two to three, just in case you haven't heard. This two, just in. This just, just in. in. There you go. Yes. That's true. I Max Kellerman. Yes. That's correct. You said the good-looking part already. That's good. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Boy, we, uh, Jay, you and I are Giants fans. It is, it is hard to be a Giants fan right now. It's punishing. It, just between the Jets and the Giants, we're just not in a good place as a city. Get about the Jets right now. We're talking <laughs> about the Giants. I understand. Could have won that game yesterday. The defense at the end of that game was so bad. And then, and then the week before, they won the game, and you're called offsides, and it wasn't even offsides. And after you already won, they get to kick the field goal again. Yeah, that, that deal, though. It's so bad. I was in the, I'm in the city of New York watching football yesterday. The Giant game was in the far left corner, little TV. Probably like a size 20 Little TV. It was a little – the Giant game. It's so disrespectful. It was, I'm just saying it was I know. in the far left corner. Shouldn't be called a Giants game. Should be called a mini game. Forget about Gee, a Giants I couldn't, game. I couldn't believe that they lost that game. That's – I mean, I just, listen, I that's two in a row they should have won. Believe that they – I thought that – I thought Saquon Saquon had a few good runs there. Yep. I thought Danny Dimes was okay. Uh, Dory Jackson just don't drop the interception. And Danny, Danny Dimes, you can hold on to a snap. It wouldn't kill you to not, you know. I mean. Like, you know, that, that, they could have scored. They, that, that looked like a touchdown in the making, winds up a field goal. But because, what, I, what I would say, though, is Jason Garrett, though, man, I don't even know how they got talked into hiring him as y'all. It's unbelievable. I, I just, Jay, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't get okay, it. I have a question to ask you, and help me explain this to me. When the football – when the quarterback is a person that probably touches the football more than anybody else on the field, how how are there sometimes when I watch Giant other games? Other than the ball boy. Other than the ball boy. How are there times, Max, when I watch Giant games where I feel like, how is Daniel Jones just non-existent? Sometimes it doesn't even feel like he's on the field. I think he's been good this year to tell no, you. No, he's been truth. good. He's fine. I mean, this past game, so it seems like he just... No, he was fine. He was fine. He, the, de- they, the Giants' defense at the end of that game couldn't hold. Anything. Yes, they could have won the game. He played well enough for them to win the game. By far, despite not, he didn't turn. He didn't cause any interceptions. He didn't score. He didn't score. But a he did enough for them to win the game. That defense gave up the goods in the end. I, I understand that. It's just sometimes when I watch dynamic quarterbacks who take games over, he's not I, Justin I, Herbert. Who who was the sixth pick the year the year? Oh uh, God, y'all after. need to stop dreaming. Why? They, because they, it's not cool to say the guy. If he would have came out, then we would have. Yeah. Well, if if was a fifth, guess what? But in the Giants' case, they used the second overall pick on a running back. You know, they they can't get the offensive line right. They finally draft a quarterback, and he's you're right, Key. He, he ain't okay. bad. He ain't bad. But like. It, but you but see you other quarterbacks get, drafted, you're like, oh, man, but, if we but, had that but, guy. But you only get a handful of wow factors. Mm. There's only a handful of wow of factors. Justin Herbert. Think mean. about all these quarterbacks that came out this year. Yeah. Well, think it's about still super no, but early. Th- but think about none of them have given you anything in a game this year to go, wow. Yeah. 
I mean, that was a nice throw that Trevor Lawrence put on the back pylon over the guy's head the other day, yesterday. But none of them have given you any wow factor. And so all I'm saying is Daniel Daniel Times, Daniel Jones has given me enough to say, okay, he's not great. He's not bad. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. That, that's I what I just said. And that's good. I agree. That's, it's that's not, good. It's, it's not bad. Is it good if all the other parts of your team are good, good? Which they're not. And now Blake Martinez out for the year with the ACL. Dave Rothenberg and uh, Rick DiPietro on ESPN 98.7 earlier this morning reacting to the latest Giants loss. Listen. The Falcons hadn't scored a point in the fourth quarter all I season. I know. Easily must right win down game. the field. Season on the line. Season on the line. Uh, please. Uh, yes, but the season was over. This well, just to stinks. give you some sort of hope. To have any hope, but, but it would have been false hope, and you would have gone into next week with New Orleans and gotten hammered and been shocked, and then, no, you know, at least you know. You, you, you know. They stink. Gettleman's awful. The team is awful. The entire organization at this moment is awful. John Maris kicking over, you know, trash cans. It's a joke. The New York football giants are a joke. Playing a bad division, though. I, I wouldn't rule them out still. Well, but. no, I don't know. The season is even over. But, yeah, yeah I agree. It, it, it doesn't look great for them. And, and I get everybody in New York dislikes Gettleman. I understand. Yeah. I, if you show up with a Boston accent, boy, you, you're behind the eight ball already. Then you spend three years not fixing the offensive line when you said I, you're supposed I, to. Also, I get it. They hate him. He's, <laughs> he's not, you from know, a, From well a talent liked. perspective, I mean, the, the, the talent is there. That's what I'm saying. The That's talent, what I was getting ready to get to. I'm about to say, they got some talent, man. No. I, they, I think they have talent. I don't know what the coaching situation is, though. You, or are they buying in to what the coaching staff is selling? Because typically, when you have talent and it looks like this, they're not buying in, typically. But you know what bothers me? If you're going to have that kind of team where you're drafting Kadarius Toney and you're drafting offensive players and all this, if you're the New York football Giants and your O-line stinks for years and you don't have edge rushers for a couple of years, it's one thing to stink, but you're staying true to your identity or whatever. It's another thing. You stink. You got no identity. You're bad on the Zero offensive identity. line. You can't get pressure off the edges. It just doesn't even feel like your team. Man, if 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 they if they gonna replace if they're replacing uh Jason Garrett at some point in time as yeah. office coordinator, is a dude that's on the streets right now that I believe will take that talent. Just between you and me, Key, who is it? Todd Haley. Mm. Todd Haley could be the Giants offensive coordinator. And that deep offense would look different. And, 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 and I'm only saying this because I know. And a lot of times people look at his personality as, assist, as head coaches and can't get over that his personality has nothing to do with how your offense looks because that, that offense is going to look good. I just go back and think about Ben Roethlisberger and when he had Ben. Ben has best years under him. They didn't have a great working relationship. But when he left – Ben looked like a shell of himself when he was gone. And, I, and then I look at when Arizona, when he took Kurt Warner to the Super Bowl, he was their offensive coordinator, and they went to the Super Bowl. He left, and Kid Wilson, I got fired. Or then I look at Kansas City, their offense with Matt Castle was a good offense with Dwayne Bowe. Matt Castle went to the damn Pro Bowls, and they went to the playoffs. I'm like, I'm like, that's a dude to me. That's the type of offensive coordinator the Giants need with 
Jay, Kadarius Tony and all them dudes. I'll make that trade Barkley. right now. Would you give up? Well, I, would, I take Todd Henry for Jason think Garrett about, right now. Think about I, when I he feel had. Like I've seen what Jason Garrett has been able to do with the Dallas think Cowboys about, for years. Think about when he had Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh and how dynamic that offense was. Yeah. And Antonio Brown, they Killer got bees. they got they got Kenny Galladay, who y'all can keep him. He was getting strapped yesterday. I sent you the the text. Um, Week three, yeah. Tony, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. I mean, you got the Shepherd. You got some pieces. And Daniel Jones is not bad, man. Let's bring in a former Giant Super Bowl champion. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Golick Jr. Is Chris on the line? Is he ready? Yeah, good. Christopher, are you That's, there? By the way, starting at 3 p.m. today on ESPN <laughs> Radio and ESPN Plus. Chris, what's your reaction to the latest Giant debacle? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm having the same reaction that everybody in the fan base is having. I mean, we're talking about being three weeks into the football season and having to be forced to watch the Red Zone channel the entire football Sunday. I mean, the Giants' season is over. I mean, there's a reason why Manning's jersey retirement at halftime yesterday decided they were going to boo John Mara. This is a bad football team. And I understand you guys running through the pieces and talking about all the skill position players that they had Seems like he's playing better. All that being said, the Giants can't be able to put it all together and find a way to win football games. A lot of it has to do is with mistakes at the worst points in the game, situational football, they're not very good, and then on top of that you add the penalties. It's hard to overcome the mistakes that the Giants are making and expect to win football games. And now we're talking about it being two weeks in a row where it feels like the Giants outplayed their opponent and yet they find themselves on the losing end of a football game. Chris Canty, former Giants defensive end, co-host of Canty Golick Jr., starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, what did you make of Saquon's touchdown yesterday? Got off to a little bit of a slow start, but uh, I could see a little bit of confidence starting to build in that young man. Well, it was his first rushing touchdown since 2019, and you, you can see that with more touches, like he's having more confidence. Tom Coffey used to say this all the time, confidence comes from demonstrated performance, so putting them out there, giving them opportunities. You know, Saquon is going to be Saquon at some point. Like, you saw him pop a 15-yard run yesterday off of a cutback. It was a nice cut. Like, you're seeing that kind of confidence. But, Key, at the same time, I look at what the Giants need from Saquon, and he's got to give them more. Like, if the Giants want to find a way to be able to turn around their season, he's going to have to play a big role in that happening just because this team – hasn't necessarily had the balance on the offensive side of the ball that you would like to see. And a lot of their run game is built around their quarterback. Like, that's where they have the success. So, I mean, you've got to be able to find, you know, opportunities to have more consistency, to put that offense on schedule, avoid second and long, third and long. And to me, Saquon needs to be doing more in order for the Giants to get that offense where they want it to be. Because, listen, the Atlanta Falcons were giving up 40 points a game coming into yesterday. To only score two touchdowns, that just ain't enough. Chris, I wrote it down. You said the Giants season is done. So if you were John Mara. Well, Jay, 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 no, no, tell no. me, where's the win coming no, no, from? No, no, I, I agree with you. I agree where, with you. Where, where's the win? I tell agree me with you. where the I win mean, is coming from. Look the, at the schedule. It's ugly. I'm it's with ugly. You. They're yeah, on like, the road against the Saints. Then they got the Dallas Cow- I mean, you, you run down that schedule, it, it, there is no win on the horizon, and that's the most frustrating part. The Saints, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Panthers. On the road in Arrowhead, and then Vegas before the bye week. Uh, I mean, Jay, I don't Jay they could be over. They could be over before we actually once we get to the bye week. That's how bad it is right now. That's how Chris. that's how bad it is. 
and that's the problem with yesterday's game. They should have had so much more urgency in trying to be able to close Chris, out that game. Chris, how do you fix it? If you're John, if you are John Mayer, Chris Canty, how do you fix it? Where do you start? Well, it starts at the top. I, I mean, I have to relieve Dave Gettleman of his duties. I, I, don't, I don't take any pleasure in calling for anybody's job, but he's been on the job since the end of the 2017 season, and yet we're talking about double-digit loss season after double-digit loss season. He's got to go. He's got to go. Now, with Daniel Jones, even though he's played better, it might be a situation where he gets caught up in the circumstance because we're still trying to figure out whether or not the Giants have a quarterback. And if you're talking about another double-digit loss season, I don't know how you can commit to Daniel Jones long-term beyond 2021. they got to make a decision on his fifth-year option this coming offseason. I mean, usually teams start engaging in contract talks. The Giants might be in the exact same spot with the quarterback position, that the Jets were in last offseason where they didn't know what they wanted to do going into year four of their quarterback, and they decided to reset at that position. So that might be on the table. And then if you're going to change head coach, if you're going to change the general manager, and you're potentially changing your quarterback, you also have to call in the question of the head coach. For all the good things that we've seen Joe Judge do in his short tenure, the results that the fan base, that ownership are looking for, just aren't there. We're talking about a team that's been penalized 19 times in the past two weeks. And on both touchdown drives from the Falcons yesterday, they were aided by Giants penalties. So for all the discipline that Joe Judge has been preaching, the team isn't showing it on the field. Chris now, this game, after what we saw last week against the football team where Dexter Lawrence decides he wants to try to jump the snap on a 50-yard field goal and give Dustin Hopkins another chance. All of these things – are issues for the Giants, and until they get past these discipline issues, these, these unforced errors by, by uh, unforced errors, this team isn't going to be able to get things fixed. So everything is on the table for John Maurer, and rightfully so, because this team is an abomination. Chris Canty, former Giants champion, um, here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. You know, we looked at the uh, schedule for the Giants. FBI <laughs> does not have them above forty-seven percent to win any of those games. The one they have at forty-seven percent. Or is the Eagles at the Giants is 47%. But by then, I think FPI will revise that downward because the Eagles have looked pretty good. So let's, like, let's see how they look tonight. Meantime, Chris, you bring up Gettleman. He took the job saying he was going to fix the offensive line. We're in year four, and he has not fixed the offensive line. And to your point, Daniel Jones, what are they going to do with him? Bad organizations like the Jets have to move on from Sam Darnold to, to reset the clock. They have to do the same thing with Daniel Jones. It's bad. I think I think they they could be in that situation, Max. I really do. I mean, there's the potential for that. I mean, if you see how bad the Giants are, even if Daniel Jones is playing better than he has his first two years, like, are you still ready to say that he's proven that he deserves the opportunity to be a franchise quarterback? Like, I, I have a hard time envisioning the Giants, you know, having the kind of season that's representative of what the fan base wants if Daniel Jones doesn't prove that he's the guy. So I, I just I, I don't I don't want to be premature in that. I know we're only three weeks in. All I'm saying is if the general manager that drafted the quarterback is no longer around, then I think that everything is on the table for the next regime and that includes the quarterback because you gotta make a decision financially about what you're gonna do with his future. You've got to make a commitment and the question will be at the end of this season, how much has Daniel Jones shown 
and whether or not he's worthy of the organization committing to him long term. So, yeah, it's on the table. That's Chris Canty on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear. We're with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. So, Chris, you know, one of the unfortunate things about the Giants season is they won a game that was taken away from them. Probably wasn't even offsides, right? And then yesterday they could have won that game. They could be 2-1. and one. They're 0-3. And then tonight, Monday Night Football, we're talking Cowboys are hosting the Eagles, and I don't see any juggernauts there. But who do you like in that game tonight? How do you see it? I like the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they've shown us through two weeks of the season that they can win different ways. I mean, they were competing right there with Tampa in the kickoff game and the shootout, and then you're talking about them winning a defensive slog uh, out there in L.A. against the Chargers. So, I mean, that defense, if they continue to progress and continue to show the ability to take the football away, that, that defense is going to, to, to come along and complement that offense nicely. So, I mean, I, I look at – the Dallas Cowboys are the class of the NFC East, and I don't really think it's all that close when it comes to the number two team. Like that, that's how I feel. And we could be talking about the top two teams facing off tonight with the way that Washington has looked early. So, yeah, I, I think it's the Dallas Cowboys division to lose. And if you're Jerry Jones and you're looking at the landscape of your division, if you don't get it done in this season, if you don't win this division this year, this core of players ain't going to never do it. So I, I just feel like this is the Cowboys' year in the NFC East. I know everybody always says that about the Cowboys, but I actually think it might be true in 2021. Yeah, it could be It could be true in 2021, Chris, for sure, with a new defense and people trying to you know, understand exactly what the defense is supposed to do as they get lined up and things. You're talking about new, or I'm speaking about new. How about the New York Jets? How about the Jets' new offense? We've seen that offense over the last two weeks – struggle to a point of no return. What is it that they need to do to figure this thing out? They got to find somebody to help their young quarterback out, man. I mean, I'm watching that game yesterday against the Broncos, and Corey Davis had a couple of drops, and those are catches that NFL receivers should make. And one of them would have got the team down into the low red zone. So, I mean, this is a situation where you realize the offense doesn't have the requisite talent to be able to go out there and, and win shootouts, but at least make some plays so you can help build up the confidence in your young quarterback. And I'm not seeing that when it comes to the skill position players for the Jets. So they're going to have to live with, with the pain that goes along with the learning curve from breaking in a rookie. But, but at the same time, I, I just think that this is a process. And ultimately, this season is all about Zach Wilson's development. Right now, i got to say I am concerned because you worry with all the mistakes and the lack of productivity, you don't want to ruin the kid's confidence. I mean, you don't want him to have the career knocked out of him before his career even gets going. And I feel like the Jets are, are dangerously close to that line of getting to that point with Zach Wilson. So that, that's the one thing. they got to be able to find a way to get some easy wins for Zach Wilson to try to build this kid up and not let his career get away from him in, in the early going. Yeah, it, it it to me, I don't know if it's because there's a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, first time head coach, first-time offensive coordinator, first-time quarterback in the National Football League. But the Jets certainly, as you mentioned, Chris, have to get things turned around, or they will be looking at Arch Manning in three years as well. Okay, you already starting to Arch Manning watch? You already starting that with the Jets? Well, I mean, that's going to be – that's going to be three games, With three games in the Zach Wilson's Why are you giving Arch to the Jets? Take him to the Giants. It's what, gonna, are you, what are you giving Arch to the Jets? Yeah, it's gonna, yeah because they already got – 
a clone of Eli and Daniel Jones. So. They just booed the owner. John Mara got booed at halftime on the day they, they honored Eli Manning. They booed John Mara. You think the, the Giants can't use Arch Manning? Yeah, well, we'll uh, see. No, nah, Arch, Arch Manning might pull an Eli to decide he's not going to the yeah, instead, instead, instead of coming, <laughs> Yeah, instead of, instead of coming to the, Jet, uh, the Giants, he may decide to go west and go somewhere else. The opposite. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Yeah, he's going to say, it's, I got go to go to the It's all bad when it comes to the New York football teams, fellas. I wish I could tell you different, but today yeah. the football season is over. I mean, New York sports fans are probably looking forward to the Knicks and Nets tipping off. That's how bad it is. Yeah, that, yeah. that may be the yep. case. I'm watching these two guys' faces all morning long, and, you know, it's unfortunate for them. I'm just so used to winning. I'm just way. happy the Yankees sweat the Red Sox. And, by the way, the Knicks, they're pl- they play tough, but the Nets, if they're healthy, that's going to be something. Everything year. will be okay in New York. <sighs> because, you can't, you know, like I got to say, the, the Giants are so bad that in recent years when they've been bad, it's hurt me because I have high expectations and then they're bad and it hurts. Oh, bye, this Chris. Year, this year, I, it's like I – Later on, fellas. You, you oh, try right. to anesthetize yourself, right? Max Chris forgot he was going, still online. Uh, no, I was going to say goodbye. Uh, keep him involved in the <laughs> conversation. Right. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Chris Canty. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Giants. Um, by the way, you know what's coming up. This is, this is like we started, we started talking about it last week, and Belichick was like, look, we have a game on Sunday. You can ask me about stuff on Monday. Guess what? It's Monday. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
Presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. By the way, it's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is a Dr. Pepper call-in line. What was the biggest surprise of week three? Now, you heard, look, the Patriots, before, the before, oh, was it Friday, I guess it was, Belichick talking about, I appreciate the question, yes. about Brady coming to town. But we got a game to prepare for. You know, Monday, well, okay, well, they prepared for the game. They lost the game. It's Monday. It is Monday. It is time to talk Tom Brady. And in fact, on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI, the subject of Tom Brady was brought up and Bill Belichick said this. Over the course of you and Tom's time together, you said dozens of times that there was no quarterback you would rather have. When did that change? No, never changed. So you wanted Tom to re-sign here after the 2019 season? Yeah, well, I think we've been through all the dynamics of that. There were a lot of things there that, you know, he, you know, he, he looked at his options and made his decision. We weren't as good an option as uh, Tampa. So, I mean, you'd have to ask him about all that, but that's really it wasn't a question of not wanting him, that's for sure. Key? What do you think about hmm. that? What's the big takeaway there? Well, not, there's not. There really isn't a big takeaway. He's telling. He's saying, I think what, or better yet, the takeaway is he's clearing up what other people thought was that the Patriots didn't want Tom Brady. I never knew that to be the case. They just like he said, Tampa was a better situation for Tom Brady based on all the weapons, all the things, the defense, everything was there. All he had to do was walk in and be Tom Brady. Where in New England, there's a lot of heavy lifting. They had to rebuild. They had to go find players and talent. And it's like, you know, I don't have time for this because in the end, Tom Brady wanted to be let go away from Belichick and the New England Patriots and do what he's doing in Tampa on his own. Then, but they wanted him. They clearly wanted him. They was He didn't want to be there. Well, when, when you want somebody, I, I guess the question is, what do you? If, how do you show me you want me? You know, yeah, I, I want a lot of things in life, but am I putting those things in the best situation to want me back? And that's the question I have with Bill. So if you want Tom Brady, were you able to surround him with the right type of tools that keep Tom Brady at this stage of his career at such a high clip that Tom Brady wants to want you back? And that doesn't seem... That, that uh, wasn't the case. See, I think that is that this is the takeaway from me. Here's the key to me is when it's not about, yeah, we always wanted Tom Brady. I don't know where the media got this from and everything. It's Tampa was the better option, yeah. according to Tom. Yep. To me, that's the key. That's my takeaway. And I'll tell you why. Because Bill Belichick is the GM. Bill Belichick is the coach. Bill Belichick is in charge of drafting players where they did a meh job, right, at best. Yeah. Exactly. Eh. And, and then Bill Belichick also, they constantly restructure Tom Brady's contract. That's kicking the can down the road, right, to free up cap space. And Tom's looking around going, wait, you're spending my money on what have you gotten me? So actually, when Bill Belichick says Tom, Tampa was the better option, he is really actually highlighting that he had not done a good enough job as a GM. Is he not, Keith? Well, he's saying he's saying that the better option was Tampa because they had basically better players than that we had in 2019. Yeah, doesn't mean that he failed as a general manager. It just means that this team 
with Tom Brady is set up, meaning Tampa Bay, to do what they did, which is win a Super Bowl. Even if Tom Brady were to stay, and like Jay say, what, what can you do for him? Even if he were to stay, they cannot assemble that talent that's built in homegrown in Tampa for Tom Brady in New England. But isn't it, that doesn't that can't do it? Doesn't that point to a failure to draft and develop and a they failure won to sign six the right game? Super Bowls. Oh no no no! And they've over been to the, nine. Key over the long run. There's no denying that that's the story. Yes. But as a guy hits 40, 41 years old, he's not but thinking not, ten years down the line. But you're he's thinking, thinking right now. But you're not thinking for Tom Brady right now. You're thinking for the New England Patriots ten years from now. So you got to do the best thing you need to do for the organization at that point in time when you draft them players. You can't think, oh, I got Tom Brady for two a year or two. I've got to draft the players for a year or two. No, he's thinking, I got to draft players beyond Tom Brady. Okay, whatever he was thinking, he hadn't done a very good job as a GM in the last year or two with Brady in terms of him, like setting fair, him up. Yeah. To yeah. give him, to give him, like the kill Harry, for instance. Right. When you're taking a receiver in the first round, he's supposed to be able to develop immediately and help. Tom Brady played with him as a rookie. He just he it was a waste. They didn't have any tight ends have, in that offense. No, they didn't they, have any tight ends. No, all they, of a they didn't have the tight ends that they thought they had. They drafted guys and signed guys. They just didn't work out. They were not very good. Now, that's evaluating. That's what you see, what you like. Um, but they did, like I said. They were in the playoffs this last year. The year before that, they were in the damn Super Bowl. Yeah, right? you, 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 so you like, know how it is, though, Keith. It's like Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl. He plays at the level he plays at with the talent he plays around. And people who are everyday fans are like, oh, see, that means Bill Belichick's overrated. And we're sitting there saying, like, it, it's – When did they win a the Super Bowl, man? Four years ago? No, no, no. The Patriots yeah. won two – how many years ago? Four, you, right? Three or four. Last well, they, year – They lost to the Eagles – and then they no, beat I'm saying the most recent Super Bowl was three, three or four years ago mm. with the Rams. They beat the yes. Rams. They beat, sorry, they beat three the Three years ago. Yeah. 2019 well, Rams. Three seasons, but two Super Bowls ago. Yes, but that's like yesterday. Yeah, it's like yesterday. And, and everybody's like, oh, he didn't, they didn't have any talent. They didn't have, I'm like, dude, they just won a Super Bowl three years ago. Two, two Super Bowls ago. Yes. The Super Bowl before last, they won. Yes. And that's one of the points that Belichick makes is when you're competitive every year to keep it going – Sometimes, like, you're, eventually you're going to have to pay the piper. But when you do that, you have to make sure you've drafted and developed because that's what keeps it going. Well, their, draft, their drafts have not been the greatest drafts of all time. No, by no stretch of imagination. But the way people are shaping this is making it seem like the Belichick experiment over the last couple of years was a complete failure. I'm like... <laughs> They just won the damn Super Bowl. They basically win a Super Bowl every year, and they usually win it. What is wrong with people? How how many Super Bowls do you need to win in order to be considered one of the greatest? I don't even care about that, though, Jay. I'm just talking about two Super Bowls ago. I understand. But let me tell you why it's so— Not 18 Super Bowls ago, two. But why it's so bad for Belichick right now, at least the way it looks, is because when Brady leaves, because he can pick and choose his situation— he puts himself in a perfect spot, but then give it to him. He won the Super Bowl. He didn't get to the NFC Championship game. He won the Super Bowl. It, but, but that Belichick was, that missed was the set playoffs. Up for, but that was set up to come on, man. No doubt. Was, if you took that talent and left Brady in New England and took the talent from Tampa and switched out the jerseys, if Belichick was a head coach, they win the or damn Super Bowl. Or if you put here. Matthew Stafford on that team, they win they, the Super they, Bowl too. Probably, probably. But, he did. You, you, but he did. You, it. You, you, you said it's really bad for Belichick. It's is it? 
Is it, it really bad I for I think Bill it looks Belichick? bad for him now, yeah. You, well, I think that, people, that's the media, I think people man. I think that's, 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 that's the media. I don't yeah, think it's really bad, bad for you Bill Belichick be... internally at all. Guys, uh, no, look. I think there's a He process. missed the playoffs the first year Brady wasn't there. Understood. He's now one and two and last about to go to one and last three. Year was, last year was a COVID situation where yep. camp, you went through that ups and downs. Okay. I agree. And they two plays away from retool, winning nine games. Retool. Now you have a rookie quarterback. Yep. Because he chose to make that decision because of Cam Newton for whatever reason. But I'm sure him and Robert Kraft were on the same page with that. But it's like an election. You don't know. It, it's too early to determine. But you see the precincts start to report and the percentages. Tom Brady's percentages are looking really good right now. And Belichick's aren't. I can't. But I can't. It's hard for me to go there, Max, because the first two Super Bowls they won, Tom Brady was just a guy with a yeah. uniform on. Yeah. So now what you say to that? Yeah, I th- well, so now what I, guess, I say is back then, no, Belichick was saying, really good. But I'm saying, what do people say to that? Oh, it was Teddy Bruschi and Willie McGinnis is the only reason why. They, you know, it's like, come on, man. He can't, you can't have it both ways. Tom Brady is an important part of Bill Belichick's and the New England Patriots' success. There's no question about it. But the guy who discovered him is Bill Belichick. No The doubt. guy who made an important decision to not play Drew Bledsoe, and I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. I remember that conversation that I had with, when, when, when Bledsoe got hurt, what should happen. I remember that conversation like yesterday. I was told by an executive at, an, at the network, don't say Brady's better than Bledsoe for this team. You can't say that on TV. Like, there was the things didn't, weren't thought TV of nowadays. Oh, yeah. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. I was the original host of Around the Horn back then. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. That's the uh, New England side of things. What about Brady and the Bucks? We'll tell you if they overlooked Sunday's opponent for the big matchup at Foxborough. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Rex Ryan giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Rex Rex. is the host of Organized Chaos with Bart Scott. New episodes every Sunday after the games. Wherever you get your podcast. Morning, Rex. Morning, guys. Man, that podcast is a lot of fun, by the way. Just like it is here. Sure, oh, you every time I come in, a lot of yelling yesterday. I'm sure there was a lot of yelling going oh, on yesterday. Oh, my goodness. How, how about, like, some of these teams, man. Like, I, I'll say this. Like, did you guys see Sean McVay? Wow, look at the passion he's, he's oh, yeah. coaching with. Yeah. Like, yeah. he coaches his butt. Like, he, he's in a fight. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I told you I was going to kick your butt, and let's get it on. That's the, that's the way his team played. He had that passion. Yeah, he's running in there with the touchdown. Act he's like a head coach. He doesn't need act to. Act like you've no, been there no. before. <laughs> I, I love it because it was genuine. No, it, was it was genuine passion. And you know the way it is. You feed off yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a player. Absolutely. I'm seeing some of these dudes like, yeah, and that's how your team played. Yeah. Like, play like you give a, a rats or something like this, and you have a plan. Like, some of these coaches, I'm like, oh. Was that your biggest takeaway from the game from Rams-Bucks? Was it McVay's animated nature and the style that the Rams played in? My, my biggest take was he knew that he was, he was laying in the weeds. Like, come on in. Come on in. We're going to lock those gates. Come on in. Mm-hmm. We want you in our place. Remember, McVay came in and smoked them last year in Tampa at 400 yards passing with Jared Goff. All right, so he knew. And but what I what I saw my take was right now they're the best team in the National Football League. Now again, we know things can change, injuries change things, guys will start playing better or whatever, but it's hard to to argue with that fact right now. Why why can't you why can't we I was just sitting here thinking to myself as I remember playing against some of your defenses and stuff like yeah. that and you had them big ass tackles People like Tony Saragusa and and uh, oh, at, uh, oh, big Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Yep. Saragusa, we played against. His stomach was so big that he had a Mickey Mouse T-shirt underneath his jersey. It was stretching so much you could see through his jersey the Mickey Mouse T-shirt because he was so damn big. But I'm looking at the Rams and Aaron Donald at the tackle spot. Nobody can block him. Mm-mm. Why? There's. I mean, he's so like he's low to the ground, but he's so powerful. His get off is incredible. Like. Complete opposite of Sarah Goose and yes. Adam. Whatever. But his takeoff is, I never, like, I've seen it. I've seen it in two guys. All right. A guy named Alan Page is way before the viewer's time. Okay. Okay. MVP of the league in 1971. And I also saw it in John Randall. That's, that's who he reminds me of. But he's stronger than those guys. And the thing I love what they did, they made an adjustment. All right. They were stacking him up pretty good inside. All right. They were muddling it up a little bit. So they put him outside. Yes. So really, you're gonna you're gonna double. Well, you're gonna single him this way. And the way they put their front, they made you slide your protection away from Aaron Donald. So he got the one on ones. Did he affect the plays? Absolutely. Gets a strip sack and he, you know constant pressure on the quarterback. So this dude can play anywhere. And to me, if he if you can isolate this guy ever on a one on one, I don't care who the lineman is, he beats him. Now let's let's take a very different situation from Sean McVay. Let's hear from Robert Sala after the Jets' 26 nothing loss at Denver. Sala said he expected better after their week of practice. Coach, I want you to listen and react to this. You know, from O-line, route running, quarterback, playing in rhythm, uh, it, it just, it's play caller, making sure that we're, it's just everybody, you know, and it's, we've all got to look in the mirror. We've all got to find a way to, way, way to play better on Sunday because during the week, it, it's, it, it's, the execution is very high during the week. And we've got to find a way to bring it to Sunday and execute at the high level that we're uh, practicing at. Otherwise, it, these games are going to happen. 
coach, very high during the week. Of course, they're practicing against the Jets. Themselves. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a scary thing. But if you – like, it doesn't matter how you – I mean, like, practice, I get it. You, you should execute like crazy. You're going on scout cards and all that. You've put in a game plan together. But guess what? The team you're going against ain't the X's or O's that you're going up against in practice. But the thing is, to me, it's like it ain't just about looking good on the practice field, dude. We need to see results on the game field. And right there, it looked like to me that whole team, you, you, they flew out there, but they weren't there. I don't get that. You know, so you only have 17 opportunities, regular season opportunities to play. That team ought to have some, some type of energy, some kind of power. They hired this guy because I thought he was supposed to be like me. Everybody said that, right? He's a defensive guru. Now, his stats never match mine, ever, okay? But he's supposed to have that same energy, same kind of passion. I don't see it in this team. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't see it in this team, all right? So – you know, but it starts with you. He's right about that. I love what he said. He's right about that. It starts with, with him as a coach. It starts with all of his coaches, and it's also the players. Everybody has to do better, all right? So at least we got that. We all know that's a true statement, but now we got to get it. And the thing is, remember, man, I wanted the Jets to hire this guy if, if they weren't going to hire me because I bought into it too. You know, I'm like, hey, this guy, you know, he ought to be good for the Jets. He looks like a tough guy. He looks like he's – you know, that he, he's going to bring that type of energy and that kind of passion. We just hadn't seen it so far. Okay, so that quarterback struggled in Zach Wilson, another yep. quarterback who got sacked nine times by the Browns' defense, obviously Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears. What? Nine did you times. Nine times. Say it again. Yes. Nine times. Nine times. Was Matt Nagy one of those coaches that you alluded to at the beginning of the show by he just sat there and did nothing, showed, yeah, you, showed th- th- you nothing? But, but this to me was – an embarrassment. I mean, you had the kid out there. Like, all of us were excited to see this game. All right? His defense showed up. They were excited to play. All right? But here's the thing. If you have 30 dropbacks in the game, which is too many, I think, for a young quarterback, but you have 30 of them, is there any reason in heck that you 21 of those, you'd only have five men in protection? Five men. You've got Miles Garrett, who's probably the defensive player of the year, over there playing one defensive end. you got Jadavion Clowney on the other side. Excuse me? And you're going to go with five guys protected? Who do you have? Those five guys aren't good either, No. Are you going to have all pros up there? No. There ain't no Jimbo Covert up there. So, to me, that was ridiculous. That game plan was ridiculous. Yes, the kid played poorly. He had no chance but to play poorly in that game, and it started with him. Now, I actually liked, for the first time, I like what Matt Nagy said. He goes, he took the ownership of it, put it on himself, and you're dang right you should put it on yourself. And what you did to that was ridiculous. You ought to have more seven-man protection than five-man. Like, five-man protection, that's just like two short edges. The kid's got no chance. He Look, he's an athlete, okay? Let's move the pocket for him. We saw how good Baker Mayfield looked when all of a sudden Kevin Stefanski took over. Why? He's giving them easy throws, moving the pocket, changing the launch angle, all those type of things. How many times did they do it? Oh, one time. One time for this poor kid. So, to me, that was ridiculous. That game plan is absolutely ridiculous. You've had the entire season, 
the entire, ever since you drafted him, of getting this game plan ready, and that's what you came up with. So to me, as bad as this kid played, the, the coaching was, was worse, in my opinion. It's not like Walter Jones is on that old line. No. They, they have a bad old line to begin is with. Is that a fireable offense? Oh, gosh. That's, I'm just asking. Dude, I'm not right saying he's ever going to ask somebody. But, but, I'm just saying. But, Jay, well, what I'm saying right here. Host of organized what, chaos. We have five seconds, Coach. Five seconds. I'm saying this right here. I mean, I get where you're coming from on that. But let's give this guy a chance. Jay Will and Matt. But he got, he got uh, Trubisky. He got him killed, too. They ran him out of town. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.